Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. That uh, that uh, Jonathan, who's uh, about four, I think, is walking around going, "Now go and be the church," and so. Um, so he's got it. I hope the rest of you are getting this, that uh, we are sending ourselves out. Uh, we come here together to, to be encouraged and then to go and go be the church that belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ and serving our Lord Jesus Christ. We're doing our series on uh, what it is to be the church and why are we the church, what our point is, and Sibylla did... Um, last week part one of being a a church member how to be a church member and um, on part two and so talking about how to be uh, the part part of a local church as opposed to the church the the big church uh, around the world of every believer uh, in the world is under the capital church and we are the local church, the body of believers. And so um, we can look at this as, say, a local church may be called New Song Family Church. So uh, hypothetically, you know, that you can hear all this and apply it to your church, which hopefully is New Song Family Church. Um, as a church, I do want to say that uh, Nicola Conegieser, Odendahl had her baby last week. We were praying for her and um, had a little girl named Rachel. And Rachel's still in the hospital with some um, uh, jaundice, so continue praying for that family, but doing well, getting better every day. So we praise God for a a new part of our church family, and uh, we love these children coming into our church. Uh, Sibylla talked last week about the responsibility of, of members, uh, in the church, in unifying the church, not being part of division, uh, encouraging one another, seeking ways uh, to serve the Lord through your church family and uh, outside of our church, representing our church. I wanted to look at verses she looked at last week, but I, because I still want it to be the basis of uh, what this service is about today, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to kind of just pick and choose some verses in it, but uh, just so you can see uh, in general what we're talking about. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. What's your part? I was thinking about this uh, this week and thinking, uh, I've always have 
love these verses because I think, you know, it would be fun to draw, draw a diagram of what each body part would be being used for, uh, for the body of Christ. What is your part? Have you ever thought about it? What would you be? I sat there and thought that I would be a foot because I love going to share Jesus with the lost world. It's one of my favorite things to do is to tell people about Jesus. I would be a foot. I think I'm an elbow. Uh, I love to serve people I love. I love it. I love just being a part of making something uh, move and uh, not really being a predominant part of anything, but just kind of helping out. I also consider myself, I've always said this since actually I was a teenager, I am pretty sure I'm a little toe. And you might not think a little toe is of great value, but a little toe, if you've heard it, it you really know it is there. And I see myself as, as a person of balance. I don't get angry very often, almost never am I angry. And I see one of my roles in our church family, wherever I am, is being balanced and, and calm in a situation. What is yours? Have you thought about it? How has God equipped you to be a part of this church family? I'd love for you to think about it. If you, if you know what yours is, when we're having coffee or at some point, send me a message and say, this is what I am. This is how I see that God has equipped me to be a part of the body of Christ. I feel like that we each have many different roles and so ask God to show you other things that he has equipped you to be, to be laughter. I love Rico's laughter. I love Brian's laughter. I, I think laughter is so important. You might think that's not a gift. I think laughter is a gift. And so you, what is your role in this church family? Ask God to show that to you. Another aspect of our um, being a church body is that we all need to be praying for our church leadership. Have you ever thought about praying for your church leadership? I hope you're going, yeah, I do it all the time. Praying for your church leadership. You think about what just, just our small church, what is required in this church. We have a worship team that does such a beautiful job every single Sunday. Setup teams, media, administration, Sunday school, interns, YWAP, coffee, Bible study leaders, sermon preps. I think it just goes on and on and on. Bathroom cleaners, everything that you can think of, that that is part of your leadership team that allows this church to function. Uh, the Apostle Paul asked several times, quite a few times in the New Testament, for people to pray for him, knowing that it would only be through prayer that he would be able to do all that God has called him to do. Uh, in Colossians 4, verses 2 through 4, it says, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. And then in Ephesians 6, verses 19 and 20, he says again, And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, 
still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. You see Paul, the great Paul, and there's other verses that, uh, in the Bible that he's asking for prayer. He's asking for boldness. He's asking for opportunities to proclaim the gospel. He's asking that God would make him brave, even though he's being persecuted for opening his mouth. He is one of the greatest leaders of that time, and we still you know, read all of his words and, and love how God uses what he's written in our lives. And so when we look at Paul and him asking, please pray for me, then we know our leaders need to have prayer. Paul's requests uh, for prayer are that, are that he would say, these are the things that I need. Well, let me tell you some things that when we sit here and look at our church that some of our leaders deal with. They deal with every week, every single week, setting up and breaking down this church. Do you know in uh, this year, in November, this church will be 20 years old. And it started with uh, Brian and me and our two younger children, Chad and Zachary. And Chad and Zachary kept saying, please, let's start a new church. Let's start a church where we can invite our friends, where we can bring uh, teenagers to church. And so New Song Family Church started in November in uh, 2001. And so this year will be our 20-year anniversary since this church started. Well, Brian told our sons then, do you understand how hard this is going to be? Do you understand that you're going to have to set up chairs and put up chairs and, and sound equipment every single week? And at that time, it was in our garage, and we would move it out of our garage and load up the cars and drive to a school and set it up and load it back up in the car. And those boys did it over and over and over again. And now Rico and his team does it over and over and over again. Worship music. We love to worship the Lord and all the time spent in that, all the time spent in sermon preps, teaching, counseling, organizing in our families, administration, live streaming, spiritual warfare praying, grieving, lots of different parts of being your church leadership. Satan has a plan to kill, steal, and destroy all that God wants to do through New Song Family Church. You know he does. You know Satan hates this church because God loves it. You know Satan would like to destroy what God is trying to do here. So why wouldn't he go after your leadership? Why wouldn't he target the leaders? You know, this week when we heard that the president and his wife have COVID, I don't know about you, but for me it's kind of this strange unnerving when your leaders are not okay. Did y'all feel that? When you heard it, just unnerving, and I prayed for them right then. As soon as I heard about it, I prayed that God would heal them quickly and move them back into that strength of leading this country. So when you realize that any leader in a church being hit by Satan is going to hurt our church. You think about the church, our big church. Anytime we hear of some great spiritual leader falling, Ooh, it hurts our church, doesn't it? We've heard of one recently, and it hurt listening to someone that 
I have enjoyed listening to him preach for years and him falling. And so we, we realize that Satan targets our leaders. And so we need to be praying for our church leadership daily. Pray for their spiritual growth. Do you know sometimes you find that it gets, your life gets so busy that maybe you don't spend time in God's word? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. So the worst thing that could happen to one of your church leaders is that that would happen to them that they would get so busy doing churchy work that they don't have time with Jesus. That would be awful because there would be nothing to give. So pray for their spiritual growth. Pray for their health. Pray that God protects our church leadership in their health day in and day out. <clears throat> we had um, some time where we, I think about two or three years ago, where Sibylla and Rico and Brian just took turns getting chest uh, infections and um, and so they did it for throughout a whole year the three of them they just kept kept this going in their bodies and so we all said okay so we have got to have a sermon in our pocket for that Sunday morning you wake up and someone texts and says man I can't speak today you need to cover me so we all had to write a sermon that week and get it and not use it and keep it and I know right where mine is and it's ready so if it's Rico's day I could say gotcha Rico I got one ready it's all ready to go pray for your your leaders health that God would just protect them as they're going and being about God's work pray for their families do you know that I feel like Satan attacks leaders families so greatly spiritual leaders. We, we see that just even in our missionary uh, community, our missionary family. You knock out their children, whoo, it hurts. You mess with our kids, it's a tough one. And so pray for our families that God would protect the leaders' families. It's so hard to smile and do what you're supposed to do if your family's not okay. Pray for their marriages, your leaders' marriages. Pray that God just protects it and makes it stronger and stronger. Also pray that your leadership remains unified. Pray that they get along well, not just kind of tolerate each other, but actually really love each other and have the same vision that God lays on all of them and they hear clearly the vision that God has placed on their hearts to lead the church, that they'll be unified there. Pray against the distractions and interruptions. I cannot express to you the things that we hear about when someone is trying to prepare something to teach, that the distractions and interruptions are, are just mammoth during that time. Pray for fatigue and burnout. Every part of your leadership team, every part of it, they have other jobs. This is not all they do. Interns included, every part of the leadership team does another job. So pray against the fatigue that they feel, that God restores them and encourages them that they don't feel the burnout that comes with doing all the things that your leadership does. Pray against discouragement. I think it's easy to get discouragement in ministry. So often you don't see that anything is going well. So often you're hearing discouraging words, criticism, different things like that. Pray for your uh, leadership to not be discouraged. 
Nacho Libre, who is our you know, favorite quoting person, he, uh, <clears throat> as when he was being told that his food stinks that he had cooked, he says, okay, maybe I'm not meant for these duties, cooking duties, dead guy duties. Maybe it's time for me to get another duty. And Nacho Libre runs out the door looking for another duty. We don't want your leadership looking for another duty. We want them to continue doing the duties that God has called them to do, that God would continue encouraging their hearts. Pray that God would encourage your leadership. Another verse to pray concerning your leadership, uh, Galatians 6, 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I love that verse. God uses that verse in my life so, so often. Don't give up. Don't miss the blessing if you don't give up. You remember the swimmer that was swimming the English Channel and the fog was there, and I can't even remember her name. Fog was there, and she quit and found out she was just a few hundred yards from touching. She never gave up again. She knew that the shore was there, and she repeated that swim and was successful. But so often, you will feel like, as a leader, you're just not seeing the victory. You don't see the blessing coming, and so you give up. Pray that your leadership will not miss what God has in store for them. In Timothy, we read about some of the qualifications for a church leader, and it says in 1 Timothy 3, verses 2 and 7, So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. Reproach means finding fault, above finding fault in their lives. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. One of my favorite things about the new song um, leadership team is that when I go around, I hear good things about our church leadership. I am told good things. But one of the, my problems is Rico is so awesome. He and I share uh, teaching at St. Paul's, and so he'll go one week, and then I'll go the, the next time it's uh, our turn to, to teach at St. Paul's, our Bible studies. And every class does this to me. Hey, Dana, where's Rico? And I go, well, he's, it's not his turn. Well, when's he coming back? And I always go, I'm here. And they go, yeah, you're fine, but when's Rico coming? So I love following Rico because, man, they love Rico. Rico is cool, and he's fun, and he's gentle, and he's loving, and he laughs at their corny jokes, and he loves them dearly. I love being a part of Rico's team because when I follow him, people don't want me. They want Rico always. Make it a habit of praying for your leadership. Are you in a habit of praying for your leadership? How do you make it a habit? I don't know what you need to do. I have habits of praying on everything that I can think of, but I, one particular one, this, this little hole right here in my ear, my daughter and I went and got it uh, when she was 15 years old. Back in the day, do you remember back in the day when you would take your film, your camera film, And we were so excited because it would be developed in an hour. Do y'all remember that? That was a big new thing. 
it would be developed in an hour. So we took her film in, and I said, what you want to do while we're waiting? She said, let's go get our ear pierced. And I said, okay. So off we went, the two of us, and we each got this one right here, our left ear, the second hole in our left ear, pierced together. And my daughter is 39 years old now. So for those years, all those years, in the morning I put this earring in, and in the night I take this earring out, and those are the two times besides any other time of the day, but for sure, I pray for my daughter those two times a day, when the earring goes in and when the earring comes out at night. I don't even think about it. It's just a part of praying. When this earring comes in, I'm praying for my daughter every morning. When it comes out, I pray for her again. What do you do to remind yourself to pray? I have a sticky note. Someone asked me to pray for their daughter this week. There's a sticky note on my, my uh, right bedside lamp now that says to pray for her. So I see it over and over again, and I pray for this girl. What do you do to remind yourself to pray? When I put on mascara, I pray for somebody else. When I put on lip ice, I pray for my sister-in-law. What do you do to remind yourself to pray for this leadership team? Would you do something? Would you connect it to something in your day that you don't forget to pray asking God to cover New Song and its leaders. As a church member, how do you speak about your leaders in your church? How do you speak about this church and your leadership in the public? How do you speak about them in your home? So there's a pastor who was invited uh, by a family after to go to church, I mean to go after church to their house for Sunday lunch. As the husband and the wife were in the kitchen uh, preparing, getting the finishing up the meal, the pastor was left uh, to be entertained by the couple's six-year-old boy. Trying to make conversation, the pastor asked the boy, hey, what's for lunch? It smells delicious. The boy answers, coot. Perplexed, the pastor asks, what's coot? The boy shrugs his shoulder and he says, I don't know. All I know is my mom shouted at my pa this morning before we went to church, and she says, if she's got to have the old coot sometime for a meal, it might as well be after church today. So we're having coot. How do you speak about your leadership team? What, is your what do your children hear about your church family? What do they hear? about the people in your church. Matt Redman's song, Heart of Worship, the chorus goes like this. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. What does your family sing about church? Are you singing a different version of Matt Redmond's song? It's all about me. It's all about me, Jesus. What about me? What about my needs? Jesus, the music's too loud. The music's too soft. I can't hear anything. 
There's too many hymns. Oh, there's not enough hymns. The sermon's too simple. It's too complicated. It's too long. Wow, that was way too short today. The sermons are way too serious. Gosh, they're light. They don't take them seriously enough. Why does everyone speak like a Texan? Why doesn't everyone speak like a Texan? Can't we be in a real building? Can't we be somewhere besides in a school? Why would we ever put money on a building when we could use that money for something else? The people there, being they're sinners, they're different from me. The other church has prettier people. The rich people go to that church. Have you been to that church? They all want to hug you. Have you been to that church? Nobody talked to you there. They're too touchy. They're too loud. Ooh, they're quiet. They're too young. There's too many old people there. Have you seen how many kids are in that noisy church? There's not enough Texans in that church. There's too many Texans in that church. Do you see how we do? It's all about me, Jesus. It's all about me. I ask that you speak to God about your church first. The authority of this church, the authority of the leadership of this church is our Heavenly Father. If you have a problem with anything or anybody in this church family, first go to your Heavenly Father and spend time, not just a quick fix them, Jesus, You fix them or I'll fix them. Not that prayer. A prayer that says, this is what I see. Would you tell me if I'm wrong, show me. Or if I need to do something, show me. Pray for your church. Pray for your leadership. And if God says for you to go talk to leadership, then do it. Because then your heart will be so, so right for this conversation. What is New Song Family Church known for in Ventuk? What are you known for as a member of New Song Family Church? I know people will ask you where you go to church. How are you representing New Song Family Church and our Heavenly Father? In 1 Corinthians, we call it the love chapter 13. Now, I just want to, and you know this, but I just want to read it to us. If I could speak all the languages of earth, and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, when you look at those verses, what if you put your name in there? Okay, I'm going to use mine, but you say yours. Dana is patient and kind. 
Dana is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. She does not demand her own way. She is not irritable. She keeps no record of being wronged. She does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Dana never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. If you put your name in there and you can say that really is you, man, you're the perfect church member. Perfect church member. Any place that you put your name there, when I put my name there, it just, it really overwhelms me. I want to be that person. I'm not. I want to be. I want to love like that. I want that to be me. I want to represent my Heavenly Father and New Song Family Church just like that. I want to be that perfect church member that God has called me to be. As you attend this church, as you are part of this fellowship of believers, keep asking God how he wants to use you here. What does he want to do with you? 1 Corinthians 12, 26 says, If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. This is our body. This is us. We're a body. I love you. I love you very much. It is such a privilege to be a part of this church family. I cannot express to you what a privilege it is to me. I hope you feel the same. Ask Jesus to show you how to love this church like he does. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your example of loving the church. I thank you that you've shown us that you've laid down your life for us, Lord, for the church. Thank you that You've asked us to be that same example to a lost world, that we would be a unified body of believers who love you and love each other. Lord, that we, with one voice, cry out to the world about your salvation, your hope, your peace, your joy, your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace. Lord, make us unified in that voice. Help us to meet the needs of each other in this church family. These things I pray in your most precious name, Jesus. Amen. This is Rico Vecca, and I am also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today, and it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.